Welcome to Voices, an FBC podcast. So I want to say hi to a couple of people who are joining us to see Barb has joined us and the Myers, and John, and my mom, as I said last week with Pastor, my mom comes to everything I'm at, so it's kind of like I'm playing t-ball or something, that uh, <laughs> that good mom that's there. So, hey, Keens and Leaf Heads, uh, we are so uh, glad that you are with us, see that Ross has joined us, and uh, as we often say is that, please say hello on the side, we don't always see everyone that comes in, uh, but we are really glad that you're here and you're a part of this. And as always, too, as always, this is the second episode. What am I saying? As always, uh, <laughs> questions or comments are welcome. And so if you have a question for Lori or the question that you'd like to have asked, uh, we'll, of course, have our production team evaluate that question before it's asked. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe it may be asked, but feel free to, to participate in the conversation. Uh, chime in where you may. And uh, we're just so glad that you're a part of this. So, hey, Deb Whalen has joined us, and uh, um, Mosers, hey, Don, so so glad Don is a part of this. It's fun being on here and, uh, and seeing a lot of people uh, from a distance, and I don't know how much, Lori, you've been able to participate in, with uh, different things, but uh, uh, I guess, how have you been connecting uh, with others during this time? Um, I've had some Zoom calls. I mean, I love what you guys have been doing and to be able to just even Sunday morning, I've shared it a couple of times and to see people hop on that I know are there because they saw it on my Facebook or, um, people that, you know, from the community and it's like, oh my gosh, this person is having this opportunity that maybe they would have never walked into our church. But right now, a lot of people are looking for something more and it'll be interesting when we're back which we know we're going to be back to see if you know some of these um families and some individuals that have joined us online will be like hey i want to go there i want to go visit and i want to see so that'll be interesting to see what happens but um i've had the opportunity to do a couple zoom um relationship type things that i've done um, as a teacher or uh, my life coaching because I'm a life coach and um, so that's been kind of cool and I've had of course a million opportunities to listen to Zoom and um, yeah it's kind of fun I like the meme that was going around that says when everybody goes to leave your Zoom meeting and there's like 25 goodbyes goodbye 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 you know everybody's all saying goodbye and they're all going on and on and I'm like it's so true <laughs> yes it's kind of like that, that family goodbye that never ends. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my son and a couple of those little school buddies will stay, in, stay on after their Zoom calls and have some interaction time uh, the first couple of weeks they were doing that. And it was just cute to watch them have yeah. that hunger to connect with one another, even when their teachers were like, okay, guys, time to go, time to go. And finally, they're like, all right, guys, you're fine. Your parents yeah, are there. the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple more people joined us, uh, the Rios and the Waylands and Cheryl uh, Hutchinson. Good to have you here. Uh, uh, Patty Hudson, Ginger is here. Hey, Pam Gurton. And uh, it's just something about saying Pam Gurton together. It's you know, you can't just say Pam. You just can't say Pam. There's, there's just so much more there with that Pam Gurton. It just flows <laughs> so well there. So, yeah, so a lot of interaction online. Uh, it's just kind of a new way of, of living. And, and almost, you know, I had a couple conversations with people about what does life look like in the sense of like a hybrid reality when we come back together, where it's not just solely in person or solely online. And, uh, um, you know, what does it look like for churches and for businesses and for, for the coaching side, too, is that um, bringing people together there. Uh, so I, I'm just curious, kind of, you mentioned it briefly, but some, some ways that you see what we've learned specifically on the technology side, we'll talk more about the, some other lessons we've learned, um, impacting your guys' business, maybe downtown with the photography studio, and then also your coaching too, just some thoughts that you've had. Yeah. So, I mean, most of you know, Dennis and I own a photography studio, downtown Marshall, and have been doing that for a long time. So we've seen a lot of transitions from, um, film into digital. And so we've gone through a lot of different things and a lot of different aspects of our business when it was strictly portrait and then going into more underclass and schools and events. Um, 
So we've been through a lot of transition. We've been through some different things as far as um, financial times, because Dennis has been in business last year was 40 years. So you go through a lot of different things over the years and we have, we've survived differently each time. But when I look back now, I feel like we've come out better than if we hadn't gone through it. Right. And when, what was the last recession? Like 2007, six, eight, around that time frame. Um, at the time, Dennis and I had started looking at doing more underclass and we'd picked up a couple schools which really helped our business. Hmm. And just about that time is when digital film came onto the market and our industry made the biggest change it had made since they switched from black and white film to color. Um, so we were lucky that and blessed that we had looked ahead and already had some income in place and some jobs in place where a lot of photographers were struggling to catch up and to figure out how they were going to navigate this new area. And so we've really been blessed in a lot of ways to have had things like that happen. And so um, it's always easier to look back and to see how good this is. It's like, you know, Nick and Elsie with their wedding, it wasn't what they wanted. It wasn't what they planned, or I'm sure what she dreamed of her whole entire life. But when you look back a few years down the road and say, but it was perfect. It was exactly what we needed. And I see God's hand in that now. It's, you know, there's so many things that it's hard to see when we're there. Um, but the technology aspect yeah, there's a lot of ways we can incorporate it into our business. Um, I also work another job, which people probably don't realize. I was a year ago asked to do online support. And the company that I work for is based out of Australia. So I do an online support. It's a photography-based company. So it was really easy for me to do that transition. But I am online and during the day. And so I've been able to do that. So the technology opens up so many things. And then with my life coaching, um, like I said, I did a Zoom meeting. It was for a conference. Uh, another friend of mine that's a coach, we um, created a program called um, What If You Were Brave? All of a sudden, I couldn't think of the name of it. It was called What If You Were Brave? And it just tied in perfectly to this time frame. And But we did it all with Zoom. And so we had our Zoom call, and we had like 12 attendees on our part of the conference. We were able to, somebody hit a button and to put them into separate rooms so that they got discussion rooms and all these different things that it's like, we just conducted a full two-hour seminar that people were able to communicate with each other and we were all in our own homes. Yes. So that kind of stuff is pretty phenomenal mm -hmm. to be able to do. And there were people from California, um, all over the country that had logged into that conference. And so that was it's, you know, we're just figuring out, we don't even know what all we can do. Right. It really, a lot of it is thinking differently. This, this time is forcing us to ask questions we've never asked, evaluate things that we've just always done, and, and really to think about and envision what the future can be. And that's a terrifying reality. And it's also a very exciting reality, whether it's business or ministry or school or whatever it may be. And uh, we, we try to live such stable normal rhythmic lives that something like what just happened throws a real wrench in that well and yeah so i mean chris before we got on you and i were talking but um how do you plan for something that's never happened before i have these really weird dreams that i'll be like how did i even dream that because that's not even a real thing like i've never been there or i've never done whatever that is and this is kind of where we're at it's like we're almost in a dream where we have never experience this so how do you plan you would have the church board i'm sure has never sat down and said we should plan ahead for the fact that we might not be able to be in church for 10 or 12 or who knows however many weeks we should plan that no we plan for like a single snow day maybe what would we do if this happened but how do you plan for something that's never happened before Right. right. Or once, once, a you know, century type of reality, going back to the Spanish flu, even though that's radically different than what we're experiencing now for so many different reasons of the way we travel and the way we communicate and the type of impact that the flu had versus what COVID does. Uh, yeah, you, you're exactly right. You can't plan. But even as you were saying a few minutes ago, is that uh, it's beautiful to look back and say, 
oh, I see how God prepared us for this. Or this is conversation was pointing us here. That dream that I had was moving us in this direction and how the Lord sets us up. And very early on, I, I love that. I think it might even been the first week that John said something about, you know, our church is now scattered, is that we've been talking yeah. about a church gathered and a church scattered. And now our church is scattered. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're many house churches instead of just one gathered on a Sunday morning. And so what is God doing through that? How is how is God um, transforming us as individuals? And transformation, I think, is something that's really important to you personally yeah. and transformation into others. And I want to say hi to a couple of people real quick before I get to my question is see Joan and Pastor and Tim and Kelsey's on there. Oh you know, no. Hi, Kels. Someone special to you. No, no, that's my daughter. <laughs> and everybody might not know. Yes. And oh, very exciting funny. year ahead for for her. So yes. uh, with a little little someone. So in the grogs and Patty. So a lot of people jumping on and feel free just to reset real quick here. This is voices. We're on with Lori. And she uh, graciously came on. And as I think past her last week, she didn't really know what she was getting herself into, but she she trusted in this and the conversation and um, an opportunity to uh, be able to just share her heart. And that's really what I want voices to be. And we want voices to be as a place for, for us to connect and to get to know people better and to hear stories and for you to maybe hear something today to be encouraged or challenged or even to say, hey, next time I see Lori, I want to talk to her about this. And uh, and so that's some of there. So hey, Jane Ann is joining us too. That's awesome. Uh -huh. So so we're just mentioning transformation. So when I say the word transformation to you, what what images, words, thoughts come to mind for you personally? Um, I guess if I back up just a little bit to when we were talking about we can't see what's happening. And when I think back to the fact of when I was 20 years old and I lost my mom to cancer and 24 years old and I lost my dad to a stroke. Two months after I got married, I was a young, and there was only my sister and I, and at the time, I was devastated and couldn't see how God could make good out of that. And, you know, to look back all those years later, and no matter what it is, no matter what I'm looking at, and some of that comes with maturity. Mm -hmm. um, I am working on a little gray hair over these last few months, but... <laughs> Hopefully that you won't see that when you see me in person next time. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, some of that is maturity. Some of that is um, being able to dive in and look at our life from looking at it backwards. Because like we just said, you can't plan for what you don't know is ever going to happen. Um, so we kind of have to live looking backwards and learning from that. And so that is kind of transformation is being able to take what's happening, where we're at right now. And how can we make it something better? Um, when I first met Dennis and over probably the first eight to 10 years of our lives together, I was not a real positive person. <laughs> he was the one that had the faith. He was, I grew up a Christian, um, but I just had had a lot of really hard times. Growing up with my mom, I had cancer for 12 years before she passed. So I don't, I never really remembered her not being well or having things that kept coming and coming and coming. And my dad was an alcoholic. Um, so we lived in a little bit of a scary house sometimes and, you know, unsure. And I had a lot of fears and a lot of struggles. And um, so being able to look back at that and how God has used that in my life and how he has transformed what could have been just hurt and despair and grief, he's used that to change. So, yeah, I was, I did not, I don't think I was created a naturally positive person, <laughs> but I feel that God has transformed me into that. And I think sometimes it might drive people a little crazy, maybe my kids, um, that I'm like, oh, but look at this, or, you know, let's not dwell there. And it's, and I don't even know, sometimes I don't recognize myself. I'm like, who is this person? Because that really was not me. Um, so that tells me that God can transform us. Yeah. God can take and change us and that we don't need to sit back and just say, well, that's who I am. You know, that's how I'm made. Um, I believe that we can transform with work and with opportunity and things that are available to us. To Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you saying that that you were not a very positive or um you know, joy-filled, happy, whatever words we want to throw at that is, I think, hard for people that have known you 
and and didn't know you at that point. And and so as we talk about transformation, and I love that you say it is possible. And you're like, hey, I'm an example of someone who lived in a place that I'm sure you don't want to go back to. Yeah. You know, for someone who's listening right now who feels like they're in a dark place or they just um you know, whether it's it's depression or whether it's sadness or whether it's like, I just don't have a good outcome coming out of this or I'm sick, whatever it may be. Um, what is what is something that you could encourage them with today that can start down a path um, towards this transformation? Because transformation doesn't happen in a moment. It's no. it's you not. You don't even realize it happens. Right, right. You look and go, whoa. <laughs> Again, that looking backwards. Um, you know, there's been also quite a bit of talk during this whole COVID of um, mental illness and well-being and all of that. And, you know, I do believe that there are doctors and every, there is a purpose in that there is not one answer for everybody. And um, I think we have to be able to look at who we are, what's going on within us, whether it's a, somebody with medication that helps for a while, whether it's, um, you know, meditation in God's word or whatever. But I think we have to also look at ourselves and not compare to other people and say, well, that person was sad or depressed or whatever. Um, but well-being is a word that has become really more familiar and in my vocabulary over the last couple of years through my coaching. And well-being is something we can strive towards. Those are things that we can do for ourselves. Um, we just when I started, I thought of it more as um, like when you pampered yourself and you went and got a massage or whatever, that's what I thought it meant was that, you know, you take a day for yourself or whatever, but it's really not. It's a mindset of positivity, looking for what's out there underneath the layer, not just looking at things um, as they look on the outside, but looking underneath and, and it takes time to transform. Um, I love the fact that, I mean, I know that God has transformed me. That's not a doubt in my mind. It's not something that I had. A, I have a life coach and she is an amazing mentor and she has helped me to look at myself and helped me to identify things and to see where things have maybe gone a little crazy or whatever. But I know that my transformation has come from the Lord. That comes from my time with him. That comes from seeking and praying and all of that. So I've been very, very conscientious and very careful from the day I started with life coaching. When I first looked at it, I thought it was really weird. And um, so for anybody that doesn't know what a life coach is, that'd be my question. That's good. It really is. I, I'm not trying. I don't want to be doing an advertisement. That's totally not why I'm here. <laughs> but it um, life coaching is looking at your life. Where are you at right now, and where do you want to go? And um, where a therapist or a counselor, we're not counselors, we're not therapists, we're not psychiatrists, and I don't pretend to be. And I know what my opportunity is. And I also know when to talk to somebody and say, hey, I think, you know, we should talk about referring or maybe looking into another source that will, you know, something else. Um, but, the, but a life coach and going forward is looking at where am I at right now? And it's really hard to look at our own life. It's really hard to identify and examine that all on our own. And sometimes we just need that person that will sit with us, that will help us talk through, help us to look at a different perspective um, and what these different things are. And one of the exercises that I did was she helped me to identify this thing that I kept going back to because um, I do really well. And then I would just go back and it was back to who I was as a child and those fears and those things that kept me captive. And a lot of times you may have heard of it as a saboteur. Um, when you have a saboteur, it's that thing that comes back. And when things are going well, it just sabotages you and you kind of get stuck back in. And so anyway, we were doing an exercise and she said, you know, what can you, can you give it a name? She goes, what is it? What is the, what is your saboteur? Give it a name. And so it was Jack in the box for me. And you remember, you may not, but the old tin jack-in-the-boxes that you would wind up and they would play that nasty music and that tinny and, and then that stupid clown would pop out at you and it scares you and then you do it again. Mm -hmm. And then you do it again because it's going to pop out and scare you. And to me, that's what my 
kind of thing that I would, my crutch that I kept falling back to was like a jack in the box. Mm. And um, so that was, we talked about that. And at one point she's like, hey, what are you going to do with jack in the box? And I said, I want to get one and I want to smash it. And I still have not done that because I need one of the old tin ones. I don't want a new fangled one. I want an old tin jack in the box yeah. and I want to smash it wow. and put it away and get rid of it. So back this last fall, I had the opportunity to go on a made wild adventure, which again, if you know me, I am not a camper. I am not, I had to carry a 75 pound pack. We had to do all of our own stuff and put up our tents and everything. Um, I can now hang a hammock in between trees and it will stay up. And it will stay there. So anyway, but while I was there, one of the, my goals while I was there is we had five hours to spend by ourselves in the woods. We had to make sure we couldn't see anybody and we could just take minimal. And I took my Bible and my journal, my watercolor paints. Um, I think I had an apple and a couple other little things, but that was it. And um, so I went and I found this area and I, hiked this big, huge mountain boulder thing. And I got up to the top and I would throw my pack up higher and I would climb up to it and I would go up farther. And I got up and there was this beautiful area with these trees and I hung my hammock. And as I'm sitting there, I looked up and there was another area and it was all covered in moss. Mm. Um, and so I climbed up there and I sat for a long time and I sat, thought about the Jack in the Box and what was that going to mean? And I wanted to leave him on this trip. And so I'm sat there and I, prayed and I cried and I released a lot of um, grief and things that I had and a lot of loss. I had a, because my parents were a lot older, I had a lot of loss as a kid and all my family was much older and everything. And so I just kind of grieved over that. And some of the loss I've had with um, special friends over the last year or two. And um, so I sat there and I wrote out things and I, um, it was kind of a day like this where it was just kind of damp and cool and dreary. And all of a sudden the sun came through these trees and it was putting sunshine and all the patterns of the trees on my journal. And so I drew that out. And as I sat there, I had wrote out all these names and I knew at that point that, you know, as I was praying, I needed to do something to bury that Jack in the box. And so I took these names that I had and I ripped them all up and I went to dig out underneath this tree root. And as I went to dig out under, it was empty underneath hmm. and it was like a, when I opened, when I did that, I'm like, it's like a tomb hmm. because it was empty the way those roots had been. And um, so anyway, I took those pieces of paper and I stuck them under there. And then I sat with my picture that I'd drawn of Jack in the box and I sat there and I held it for a little while and I didn't rip it up. I just wadded it really tight and I stuck that in there and then I covered it all up with dirt and trees or um, leaves and I buried that and I left it on this hill and I even made a little cross out of um, mm. twigs and a leaf and I stuck it in the top of it and it was my moment. It was where, and I can go back to that right now and I found freedom. Yeah. And, I, and so then when I went down off of this mountain, when our time was done and um, the leader of our group said, when I came back, she was, you look really different right now. She goes, what happened? And I said, you want to go with me? And I made her go over there with me. And I showed her and I told her what had happened. And she's like, you are like a different person. And God just, and she says, so what do you call this right now? And I named it Freedom Rock. Mm -hmm. And um, I can go back into that place and find that joy and find that release and that freedom anytime I want to now. Mm -hmm. And that's some of what the coaching did for me is it helped me to process through, but it was God that really gave me the freedom and the right. Right. And um, to be able to go back and to journal about that and to know, and I've had to during this COVID time so that I don't fall back into that trap, visualize and think about what did that look like? I mean, it was beautiful. There was a brook down there. And, you know, when you think about where were those times in your life that made a huge difference, what was happening? What did it smell like? What did it look like? What, um, what did you hear? And I couldn't hear anything. There was nothing other than the water and some birds and there was, you know, the rustle of the trees. And I can go back into that and find that moment of peace and that moment of completeness. And it was good. You know, it was good. And that's what, you know, God tells us is that um, things are good. 
so how how would you know that's a that's a process you've worked through and you had this amazing experience and there's nothing quite like getting away from from normal rhythms and and going somewhere so what is what is a way that someone can start that journey can take a step even today on tuesday um towards that because really i mean what you're describing is you as a coach and your life coach like held a mirror up to yourself and said look at yourself um what do you see what's what's really there and that's a painful tough process and a lot of times we need people like yourself to ask us those questions that's the beautiful thing of you know uh christian community is a real accountability is one asking tough questions not just going like oh it'll be okay it's true it'll be okay but really asking those hard questions so so what is maybe a question someone can ask themselves or um, an introspection or um, a certain prayer, whatever it may be, uh, that you would recommend to help someone uh, start that or move along in their path today? Well, one of the things that um, in coaching that we say is all people are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. So in today, I was thinking about this. And when you go back to the very beginning, God created us naturally creative whole creative doesn't mean artistic but god is the creator and so to be able to you know he created us he created beauty he he created it all and because we're made in his image we also are naturally whole and creative and resourceful and that's the one thing that in the very beginning we try to help people to see that you're not broken you know we look at our society as these broken people and we just don't always know who we are. We don't always see, you know, when somebody will say something to you and you're like, wow, I didn't know you saw that in me. You know, even when you said most people wouldn't see you as ever having that negative, you know, part of your life. And it's like, hmm, I know who I am, but we don't see what other people do. And so, like you said, it's like a mirror that can come back. But to help people to make comments and to get words out that I am naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. What does that mean? How I'm not broken, but they don't need me to fix them um, because we already have it inside of us. It's already, God has created us that way. And so we have to be able to seek all these different ways to find out who we are. Yeah. And so being able to, ask yourself and say, um, am I courageous? Most people would not say they're a courageous person. But when we get in a car and we drive this car, we are courageous because well, look at what you're driving. You're getting on a road. You know, it takes courage to do that every time. Or, um, you know, it takes courage to tell somebody you love them when uh, that first time or whatever. So, Having that other perspective of somebody seeing in you and helping you to draw out your characteristics, your strengths, um, how you've been created, and somebody else to look at that really is helpful. And so one of the things we do is it's a strengths finder. So you go in and you find out where are your strengths. And you usually have your top five, and then there's like 20 or 30 of them. And the bottom five, it was so interesting because when I was learning, they're like, that the bottom ones doesn't mean you don't have that, that's the area where you need to work on it the most. So if it's, um, if loyalty is a really strong thing for you, but it comes up weak in a strength, it may be that you've been really hurt. Mm -hmm. And so loyalty is something you're working on to be able to have that trust and to understand um, what it means in loyalty. Sure. So yeah, for somebody that wants to start somewhere, I mean, you know, the biggest, biggest thing is to just pray and ask God to show you, which I think we've talked about that either last week or the week before in the message, something recently that when you ask those hard questions and to say, you know, God, what do you, or maybe it was um, even in the, oh, uh, shoot, what was the book? Craig Rochelle book, The Prayer. Dangerous Prayers, yep. Yes, yeah, Dangerous Prayers is, it's really scary to ask, okay, God, show me where I need to change. Show me what what's weaker and how can we strengthen that together? Um, and, you know, God is always with us, but it's nice to have that person, what do they say, you know, Jesus with skin on. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have that person in front of you that you can ask a question of and you get that verbal 
response back. <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah, and as, as you're talking here, you know, you're when you say we aren't broken, you don't mean we're not sinful because like a, from a theological end is that, you know, we, we are born uh, sinful because of original sin. And so, you know, the, the righteousness in and God's righteousness, um, is, he's the one that takes that. We're justified, you know, we're made right before him. And, and as you said, that that's that, that crucial thing. But then when we stand in that righteousness of God, that God puts that on us, that we are, we are set right before God, that we've been equipped. We have the spirit of God within us. We have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We still stand and say, well, I can't do this. I'm not very good at this. I'm, I'm not this. I'm not this. And that's what you're talking about is that we right. that highlight our brokenness of yeah. like, man, I'm not good enough. And, yeah. um, exactly. and insecurity for me has been something that I've always walked in because I can point out all my weaknesses and I can go back into elementary school and tell you moments where I just felt so just less than and, and carry on and throughout life and, and how I've had to just go to this point of like, God, you have done something in me and through me. And really that's what brought about this wholeness. And that's what you're talking about is that that God has done something in you. And how do we stop this this negative self-talk and oh my gosh, yes. Down, um, which is a really tough thing to do because we start to become those things that we believe we are about ourselves, even though God's word, as you pointed to, says, Nope, you're this, you're this, you know, you're bought at a price, you're valuable, you're loved. And yeah. uh, and it's um, a beautiful thing when, like you said, someone can stand in front of you and say, you know, this is, this is something in you. Do you see it in yourself? And, um, yeah. and, and, and so the word that comes up is worthy. Yes. You know, that one word of worthy, am I worthy? How many people will say I'm not worthy of God's love? Mm. I've done these things. God doesn't see us as that way, but we look at ourselves and say, we are broken. Mm. I'm a broken person. And God says, no, you're not. I mean, I would never look at my kids and say, you're broken. I mean, you know, the greatest example we have is our love for our own children is what God, how he loves us. Yes. And, you know, we all have areas that sure we can change and we can improve, but that doesn't mean that we are a broken person because God has created us to be whole in his image. And it's a process and it's that transformation of, you know, we're saved by asking Christ into our heart. I mean, that's instant, that's done. You know, that's all we have to do. And then it's the process of growing and learning and being with him to know what God wants and to have that relationship. Um, years ago, and um, I don't know if, I think I've told this to Tim Skidmore before and um, Tyler, Tim and Paula were Sunday school teachers. And I think Tyler was in fifth grade and um, he would, every night we'd go into their prayers and he would say the same thing over and every night, everything, you know, dear God. Blah, blah, blah. So finally I looked at him one day, I said, Tyler, when you go in with Mr. Skidmore and if you all, if he only said, Hey Tyler, how you doing? How you doing Tyler? Hey Tyler, how you doing? I said, would you ever get to know him more? You know him because he, he knows you, you know him, you know each other's names, you know, but you would never know him because you never got past that. And so I did that with him. And that's our relationship with God is that he doesn't want to just know our name and we don't want to just know and be able to say, I'm a Christian. I want to be somebody that really knows God and I want him to know me. And so that comes from a relationship and you don't build a relationship, a dr true relationship on just a level of, you know, mediocrity or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's, that's so good. And, and I, I know there's multiple people watching right now that needed to hear that is that, you know, we have love for our children and we want them to succeed and we see who they can be. And, and the same thing with God is he sees us that way. I love that. And how you're talking about this, um, just this building into, like you just said, and I, I know there's there's people who are listening that needed to hear that. Let me ask you specifically about how you have processed through this season of COVID. You know, it's a, like, like we mentioned at the beginning, there's no way to plan for this. There's no way to prepare for this, um, but we see God working through it. So, so what are some things that you've done through the season, some realizations that you've learned uh, about yourself? And, um, and yeah, give you a moment to, to share that. Sure. Um, one of the things I have done that has brought me so much 
just calm and peace is beforehand. Even I remember asking Angela before Christmas, do you do watercolor lessons? So I've had this um, pull to be able to learn how to do watercolor. And I've looked for left and I did take one lesson or whatever. And I just, I don't know, had this thing because I want to use art in my coaching. There's so much healing and there's so much in art for coaching. So I was kind of coming at it from that angle. And then this kind of hit and I have been able to, my kitchen table, my dining room table is covered with watercolor stuff. Thankfully, I have a very patient, dear husband that doesn't say what in the world. <laughs> He's really good about letting me keep my stuff out. But so I have spent hours and hours learning how to watercolor and painting. And when I do that, everything kind of just disappears around me. And I know I'm not, it, so that has helped me to be able to find something that I'm learning, something that I'm growing with and something that I can use after this hmm. that so this time in that aspect but um over the years there's been times i've been better at devotions and better at having my quiet time and um i have so many started journals <laughs> i have so many that have started and never finished or they have a few days here and then you'd see this huge gap and then oh there's a few more days and i've just never been really good at that in the last year because it was before we'd moved I started for whatever reason and I can't even tell you right now what it was but I started more consistently getting up in the morning that I planned it as part of my day like it wasn't a happenstance if I have time that I was disappointed if I didn't get up in time to have that and so I've already kind of had started that um a little bit and so then when COVID was starting and I had been already starting to watercolor a little bit. Um, I had got this second like eight and a half by 11. It's a, like a watercolor journal. It's got heavier papers in it and stuff. So I took it and let's see, I think we're on day, what, 60 something. <laughs> I stopped counting. Yeah. So this was the first day that I did. And this is my COVID very first day. And every day, I'm down to like, like every day I journal in this and it's something that whether it's, um, a song, this is, I think song lyrics, safe in his arms. Um, I did, oh God, there's so many different things in here. Um, his eyes on the sparrow during Holy week, every week I drew a picture and you know, I heard zoom and all that stuff. Um, don't forget to listen for God's voice. And I've just, there's verses in, um, don't forget to listen to God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. And that's out of the message. Um, I have just nonstop every day. And then a couple weeks ago, I kind of hit a lull. I was, you know, we'd gone into this. It's been so long now that there's just weird hills and valleys and patterns and even up and down. And it's just kind of crazy. And um, so in the beginning was a little bit of that fear, but also kind of an excitement. I'm like, I haven't been home like this in years, if ever, I really probably have never, um, cause we had our business and it was on our property and we would go back and forth. And so a few weeks into it and I called Lori Zatel one day, realized I hadn't talked to her in a long time. And as we were talking about things, she made a comment and she said, everything just feels kind of flat. And like, oh, what a good way to put it. Because I had hit this place that it felt flat. And in the beginning, I was very emotional. I was very concerned for my kids and for us and what was going to happen. And it was, you know, just these ups and downs. And um, so as it went on, I realized even though I was still in the Word and I was still doing my journal every day and God was still talking to me, everything had become kind of flat. But I didn't really realize it because I was in the middle of it. And then a week ago, last uh, Friday before Mother's Day, I got up one morning and I, I don't even I don't even know if I remember exactly what it was, but something triggered and all of a sudden the tears started again. And I was like, this feels really good. I mean, I'm, I, I had emotion again. And at that point, I went in and I talked to Dennis that day. He was at the studio and I went in and I said to him, I don't know what to do and I'm not. And he was like, okay. I'm like, and it was, and 
you know, who, how long is this going to go on and all of these things, but it felt good to feel emotion again. So that night he comes home and I don't know if you can see behind me on the fireplace are two different things of flowers. He's like, I don't know what to do when you feel bad. So I bought you two things of flowers and a bunch of candy. And <laughs> was, like I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm trying. I don't know what to do. And like after all these years, it's still I can stump him. But um, it felt good. And so the next morning, I got up and I thought, okay, you got to get out of this. And it's time to do something for somebody else. And I realized this has got to stop. And I didn't want to sit there. And so that morning I got up and I have this recipe from my mom that makes this humongous batch of bread. And I made like 10 things of cinnamon rolls. And that night, Dennis and I drove around and we delivered cinnamon rolls to different people that I just wanted to bless at that time. And from that became my two pages of blessings. Wow. And so I've just been recording every day the blessings in my life. and. Um, just all these different things. And I even put on there making a delivery of cinnamon rolls. It was a double blessing. And so the double blessing was me getting out of my self and being able to bless somebody else. And um, Mark Batterson has a book called Double Blessing. And Allie and Angela and I just did a version Bible plan for like five days from that book. And so I've ordered the book and it's on its way now. But Mark talks in there a lot about a double blessing that where we need to be looking for that hmm. and where is our double blessing in this. And so I was able to get blessed, but I was also able to take that and give to somebody else. Uh, and um, then this last week I got up one day and I got online and um, we're lucky to have some wonderful neighbors and the Popovitzes live across the street from us. And Jen, I know is like getting tired of, trying to keep these kids active and she'd had a couple crazy days. And so I ran to the dollar store and I made um, sidewalk chalk for them and you put it in a squeeze tube and I got them a bunch of stuff and took it over and left at their house. And, you know, I did it for them, but really it made me feel good to do for somebody else. And I've just seen a switch in my attitude and in my, um, just who, over this last week, it's been so much better um, because I got out of myself. And, yes. and okay, it's yes. time you gotta you gotta push out of here. Because Dennis would come home and you wanna what do you wanna? Do? I'm like I don't care. He's like I need to run here. Do you wanna ride me now? I mean I just was like ugh. Mm -hmm. and it was so it helps me to understand a little bit more about when maybe somebody's feeling depressed, um, what that feels like and what that apathy and I guess that's one of the other things I wrote in my journal was that I just wasn't feeling anything and that's not a good place to be or stay <laughs> so I'm really thankful and that you know came out of just really spending time with God and asking him to help me to see that mm -hmm. and um, you know just the verses that he has given us and I you know look for the blessing and um, one of the things that they said was positioning ourselves for God's blessings begins by kneeling at the foot of the cross and ends with us casting our crowns before the throne of God. And that's where it starts is being able to kneel before him and then cast it all and give it to him. And um, then he says, in between, we flip every blessing we receive. Flipping the blessings enable you to live with holy anticipation, waiting to see what God does next. And that's really cool. <laughs> that is awesome that's so good and uh yeah that giving of yourself is that that you know the lord gives us opportunity to be his hands and feet and what you're saying is that help break you from that is to start looking beyond yourself and and that's that's not to downplay people who are who oh. are dealing with depression or anything no no no, no, no. and that's that's not your heart that's not my heart yeah. um but there is a powerful message in there is when we start looking beyond ourselves and and giving to others and doing for others and god does something radical in us uh, that we're blessed to give and receive it's this mm -hmm. that um i mean it's what jesus taught and you know as you were telling a story and I, I see that my old youth pastor joined here just a few minutes ago as he told us in high school never forgot it when you're having a bad day when you're feeling down when you're not feeling very good about yourself go buy a bag of groceries and go deliver it and that's yeah. something that you know he spoke into my life 25 years ago and uh, it's something that I've remembered. And, and that's so true is that, 
no matter what you're doing, when you're giving to someone else, there's massive, massive blessing in that. Yeah. And Joan Chapman mentioned here in the chat is that serving others has been her salvation the last few years. Oh and yeah, Joan definitely can tell you all about that and what, how that helped her. One of my, a couple of weeks ago when we were in Habakkuk or, or Habakkuk, whichever way you want to pronounce Whatever it. Whatever way. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it both ways. Um, but in um, chapter one, verse five, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you are told. And that verse has come up in my life the last few years, and it puts a like an excitement in my gut, and I feel it there, and it's like an excitement. Even if we were told this would happen, we would have never believed it. And so what God's going to bring out of it, it's like, well, we're going to be utterly amazed. And that's how we need to approach this is how are we going to see this differently? How are we going to see our life? What is that opportunity? Where is that blessing that we're going to find in this? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and that, is, that is a beautiful wrapping thought right there. In everything that we just said, um, what you're speaking to is hope. Is that we, we know how the ultimate story ends. And we know that right now that God is, um, is active, that he loves uh, he loves us. He cares for us that he's got a plan and, and, and he's doing something. Like you said, the, in Habakkuk there is that we wouldn't believe it if we were told. And, uh, and we get to be in awe and we get to participate is that, you know, it's this season, this time of life, there's, there's much loss. And as you earlier were describing how you were dealing with loss on that trip, that backpacking trip, what you did is you buried it. And as I mentioned, I think it was in the look back yesterday, is that in autumn, it's a time of death. It's a time of loss. And, and we see the colors changing and we see the trees planting and we don't see what's happening underneath the soil. And God is growing something beautiful in that. And he was doing something by you burying that. And he's grown such life in you and through you through this, uh, through his spirit. And he's doing that for all of us right now, is that we may look around, we may hear of death, we may hear of loss, but God is remarkably working in a powerful way. Yeah. And so, um, Lori, I want to thank you so much for taking this time. It's been 50 minutes that we've been speaking now. And I'm just so excited for people who are able to hear a lot of your thoughts. And, and I know they were encouraged and a number of uh, people on here. Uh, it's just uh, encouraging to see you here. And so any final thoughts or words or whatever it may be before uh, we pray and, and, and um, I don't know. I just, you know, you said the word hope. And I think, you know, that's what we have to hold on to is that, you know, we have that hope that there's always more. There's always more that, you know, we're, no matter how bleak things look or whatever is happening, um, we can always find something to put our hope into. And that is, you know, where we come from, how we, you know, reach out to others. Um, just, yeah, <laughs> there's there are so many things that um, we could continue to talk about, and I just I appreciate the opportunity to share, and you know I'm always willing. <laughs> Excellent, good. Well, Lori, I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you be willing to pray for us as we close up, and and pray for all those who are listening uh, that uh, that everyone's dealing with something different, seeing differently, and. Uh, so if you would pray a prayer uh, over all of us and uh, just thank you again. Yeah. And, you know, because I think for just real quick before I pray, what I shared, I don't want anybody else to ever look and go, wow, she's got it all together. Hmm. Um, and never compare yourself to somebody else's story. Right. And um, but we own our story and know that God can use it. And so that is what I want to pray is that. Amen. Love it. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity and this privilege to to be here. And Lord, I, I thank you for everyone that was prompted to join in today. And um, and if somebody watches this afterwards and has the opportunity to listen, and Lord, I pray that there's a word or a story or a verse that will stick with them. And Father, we can't compare ourselves to others. You have created each of us uniquely in the way that you saw us. You have created us naturally creative and whole. 
Lord, you've given us resources and it's all inside of us. And we just have to ask and seek. And that's what you tell us. You tell us to, to ask and to seek you and Lord, you will give it to us. Um, that if we, we love you and, you know, Lord, I know it's not, we think when, of giving, we think of gifts and presents or money. And, but Lord, you give us so many great gifts of love and mercy and hope. And Father, our greatest gift is salvation. And Lord, I just pray that um, you would use each of us to tell our story, to share with others that they can see the hope that we have, that they can see who we are now, and maybe we can share maybe who we were before. Or, Lord, whatever it is that it takes, that we would not be afraid to share who we are, um, to be open to, to your leading and your direction. And Father, again, I just thank you for everybody. I thank you so much for Family Bible Church and for our pastors and our staff that are working so hard to make sure that we still have these moments, that we are together, even though we're scattered. Lord, I, I just lift up our pastors. I lift up our church and our board as they're making these decisions over these next few weeks on what it's going to look like. Um, Lord, I just pray for wisdom and knowledge and that we would all be able to come to the same understanding, even though we're different, we may have different thoughts, but that we will all be able to um, put that together in what your plan is for our church. So Lord, we just give you this day and I thank you. Um, and we go forward in your name. Amen. 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 I want to tell everyone that's uh, still with us, uh, I invite you to join John and Angela tomorrow for Worship Wednesdays. Uh, if you'd like to join the prayer group, you can send me a message at chris, K-R-I-S, at familybible.church, and we will make sure that you get the Zoom link. And then, two, uh, we're going to be back for Voices Episode 3, so you joined us for Episode 2, so we're going to do another one. And I will announce soon uh, who our guest or guests will be. And uh, something that happened last week after this is, I got a couple suggestions come in of people that you would like to hear from, that you'd like to see on here. And so if you have ideas, uh, please feel free to email me again at Chris, K-R-I-S, at familybible.church. And uh, I'd love to get a list running. And we'll keep doing this for, for however long, as long as it's beneficial. And uh, we're bringing glory to God, and we're learning more about each other. So thank you, Gloria, again. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. And uh, everyone have a really great day. Bye. Bye.